Jay. Welcome to Stat Stuffers. What the hell just happened? As always, I'm your host, Reese, and I'm joined by my just as confused co-host, Dylan. What is actually going on, guys? That's a legitimate <laughs> question. Please let me know. <laughs> I mean, okay, so obviously what we're talking about is James Harden has, within a few hours, like a few hours ago, was traded to the Brooklyn Nets in a lot in a massive four team deal. So we'll break down the we'll break down the deal uh in full here. So the Rockets receive uh Victor Oladipo, technically at the end of the deal, the Rockets receive Victor Oladipo, a 2022 first round pick, 24 first round pick, and 26 first round pick from the Nets, a 2022 first round pick from the Cavs, which is the Bucks pick, and then a 2021, 23, 25, and 27 pick swap from the Nets. I don't think we have the exact details of those pick swaps, but they're probably just going to be the Rockets just get to choose whichever one, whichever pick is better in each of those years between their own and the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets receive James Harden, pretty simple. The Indiana Pacers receive uh, Karis LeVert and a second round pick from the Houston Rockets. And finally, the Cleveland Cavaliers receive Torian Prince and Jarrett Allen. It's a big trade. It's a very it's big a, trade. It's a monster. I mean, it, this yeah, this is this is exciting stuff. This is what we live for as NBA fans. Yeah. I mean, less than 24 hours ago, uh, James Harden was talking about how he thinks he's kind of done his time in Houston. I'm guessing that's an indication that he knew this de- that this deal was almost done, um, and he decided to just say it like as a kind of goodbye. I mean, it's it's not a nice goodbye. So what he said was, I just don't think this uh, Houston is good enough, and I've given everything to the city, and I, I don't know, I'm just kind of done. Not the okay, nicest yeah, goodbye. He did not go quietly into the night, James Harden, um, no. on his way out of Houston. Um, yeah, he said the situation couldn't be fixed. And then we sort of, you know, heard from his teammates a bit later on in the day about how he's not the most popular guy on the on the team at the moment, or he was, wasn't was uh, on yeah, the Rockets. Yeah, he was kept out uh, of practice, probably to protect him from DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus did not seem happy. Uh, John Wall not. also <laughs> had a bit of a go at him, but... You know, I don't think he's too concerned about that, about that now. He's out of there. He's on his way yeah. to Brooklyn. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this from the Rockets' perspective first, I guess. Um. So obviously the Rockets, I don't know if they received the best return that they could have here. Just be, in terms of play, in terms of picks, this is crazy. I mean, this is exactly what Brooklyn did with... Um, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, they gave up so many years of picks. So yeah, now the Rockets are set with Brooklyn's picks for seven years, six uh, six years, I think, including the pick swaps. So that's good. I'm questioning, why Oladipo? Yeah, why Oladipo over Levert? That is the question, because as this deal originally came out, Levert was heading to the Rockets, um, and then... Not too long after, it seems, the Rockets traded Levert and, the, and their second-round pick for Oladipo, uh, making it a four-team deal. So, yeah, I guess I guess they're looking at star power. And, you know, we've already seen that Oladipo could be an all-star and a pretty high-caliber player in the league. Um, obviously, he's had a major injury since then, and he's just working his way back. But I, I, I guess that's... I guess that's what the Rockets are looking at. You know, they've seen it before. With his Levert, you know, he's obviously been great. Um, he's never been an all-star or anything like that, but he's shown flashes of being that, you know, that type of potential player. 
Um, <clears throat> I guess they wanted something that has happened before rather than betting on something that hasn't, even though you and I both agree, I think I'd rather have Levert just because of that injury that Oladipo suffered. Yeah, I mean, now their starting backcourt of two, you know, former All-Stars is in kind of deep water in terms of, like, injury history and chance of getting re-injured. You know, Victor Oladipo and John Wall, they, I don't know how effective they're going to be because I don't think both of them are going to be able to stay on the court a lot. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of um, almost John Wall, Bradley Beal in a sense, where the two of them were kind of struggling a lot in terms of injuries for a few years there. Bradley Beal obviously has managed to stay healthy. Um, John Wall did not. I don't know. I feel like that's a step backwards from Levert, who is significantly younger. As far as I know, doesn't have any significant injury history. And Oh, overall, well, he had that, yeah, that pretty gruesome ankle injury, but it seems to have recovered from that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and overall, but he just seems like a better fit, I guess. I mean, John Moore Oladipo sounds like a really good fit. Um, defensively, offensively, I'm a little bit iffy on it. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, defensively, they should be pretty elite. Um, even though John Wall's not the defender that I, I think people think about him, uh, think him as. Um, but Oladipo, yeah, I I would have rather had Levert, but I could see the rationale in getting Oladipo. Um, he's a bit older and he is coming off that injury, but he's a free agent at the end of the season, yep. so you can you know you can sort of work off. How, <clears throat> however he plays this season. You know, if Oladipo's back, then if you can re-sign Oladipo, that's a great, you know, replacement for Harden with the eight first-round picks and everything else that they got. But, um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, Levert's on a better deal. He's younger. I mean, Levert's only in the first year of his pretty reasonable three-year extension that he got last season. Um, it is a bit of a puzzling move, but overall, I still think the move for the Rockets is, you know, A-tier. When you said everything else they got, did they get anything else on top of um, all they the, got the picks? Exum uh, from the Cavs and Kurugs from the Nets Kurugs. as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something, I guess. I guess. Yeah, Exum's out with an injury for a couple months, and Kurugs is a shooter, so that's that's still quality, but Except yeah, it's sort of throw-ins, it seems like. Yeah, definitely Definitely throw-ins there. I mean, we'll get to it later, but I feel like it was almost like, hey, the Cavs kind of aren't giving up enough here. But, um, yeah, overall, I think for the Rockets, I guess it's... I don't know if it was the best... Like I said, I don't know if it's the best return they could have gotten. If Ben Simmons was on the table, I much would have... You know, I would have much rather that, if it, even if it meant a couple of less picks. Um, at least with Ben Simmons, you have more of a sure thing than you know, previously injured all the depot and then first round picks, which could end up being nothing because they're probably not going to be good first round picks. You know, they're all either Nets or Bucks picks. So probably, you know, late 20s, at least the next couple of them. <coughs> Maybe the 2026 yeah. one ends up being really good. But Yeah, that is a bit puzzling that they didn't. Yeah, all of depot sort of signals that they're still trying to be competitive now, or at least in the short term. Um, Levert, you can sort of use as a rebuilding focal point I'd imagine, I guess, but um, yeah, they haven't sort of dove their way to the bottom of the league, or they de- and they definitely haven't ascended anywhere. So they are in a bit of no man's land at the moment. But I think the you know eight first round picks is eight first round picks. Um, they can you know you can use those in deals going forward uh, for maybe younger players or moving up in the draft. So there's definitely 
it gives you more versatility, I guess, than maybe just going for the one Ben Simmons and maybe like another first round pick. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's like if they are going to be, you know, a nine ten seed. I mean, they could still be competitive for the playoffs this season, but if they are going to be like a nine ten seed, you'd much rather have more picks, you know, going your way. Um, if you are going to yep. be stuck in that no man's land, as you said. Um, anything else you want to add to the Rockets? Um, no, I think you know. I I'm just glad Ben Simmons didn't go to the Rockets. I'll say that much. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the Nets now. Obviously, the Nets now have James Harden, which is stupid. <laughs> Absurd. But, you know, this isn't the first time we've seen two potentially top five players play together. I mean, even this season, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, you know, depends on your opinion of Anthony Davis. But, yeah, this this sounds really, really good with Kyrie Irving still <laughs> there. I mean, ultimately, you've got Joe Harris sitting in the corner. And that's literally all he will ever do in any game because obviously you've got three Super Bowl dominant guys. Um, and then is I guess DeAndre Jordan would slot back into starting center and he's literally just there for defense. He won't get a shot. He might take like two shots a game. Yeah, he'll be a, a role target for these guys. But um, yeah, this is absurd. Uh, you talked about two top five guys. I don't know if we've ever seen three top 10 guys on the same team. Cause when Kyrie's got it going, he's a top 10 guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, towards the bottom of that list, but still he's a top 10 guy. Um, Wildly disagree, but sure. Sure. Top I 15 mean, guys. I'll say we've seen, you know, Bosch was a, when the, that Heedle big three, that was three top 15 guys. But I think, you know, if, and obviously Kyrie's having a bit of a Kyrie moment, um, right now, but if you know, if all three of those guys are playing at their best level, that's three top ten guys in the same team, and I don't know if we've ever seen that, and I don't know if that's uh, guardable on defense. To be honest, um, yeah, this offense is going to be unbelievable, terrifying, or inspiring. Uh, a bit of a come to Jesus moment for a lot of teams, I think. Um, yeah, this is pretty unprecedented. I would almost say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I I guess my mind goes to Steph, KD, and Clay, but obviously, I guess in this situation, Clay, I mean, Clay is not as good as Kyrie Irving. That that I will definitely admit. Clay probably a top fifteen guy at his best. We're around there. Um, I guess the difference is Kyrie creates his own shot, whereas Clay sort of does, mostly doesn't. Um, mostly off you know open threes, dribble handoffs, things of that nature. Yeah, I, I think this would just be Warriors super team on steroids. Yeah, I mean the ball handl the ball handling's unreal. It's a lot it's gotta be a lot different offense than what we saw with K D and the um and the Warriors. Like um Yeah, the ball handling is un unreal. You don't have to set you know picks for these guys. They can just get the ball, get their own shot. Um you don't have to run handoffs or any sort of complicated offense. Um, it's literally, it might just be like a spin of the needle, like spin of the wheel or something like Steve Nash might just have a little spinny wheel out there, roll it, see whose possession it is. Like it could yeah. be that simple and they still have the best offense in the league. Um, yeah. it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's obviously it's going to take some time to get to mesh, especially with Kyrie maybe, or maybe not being a part of the team going forward. Um, he's obviously 
taken some time for personal reasons, I guess. Uh, but and it's potentially, in, yeah, we should add in here, he's potentially in violation of um, COVID protocols, protocols. Yeah. while he's been away. But um, yeah, I mean, assuming that all three of them get back on the court together for extended periods of time, this is going to be deadly come playoff time. Yeah. I mean, my question is, who takes the final shot? Is it KD? Uh, I guess so, but we've already seen sort of your go, my go on uh, game-winning shots for the Nets so far this season. To add a third yeah. wheel in there is a bit interesting. Um, but I guess in like the real big moments, I guess it is KD. Yeah, he's still the he's still the alpha on this team. He is one A, for a lack of a better term. Yeah, and it's weird that they're not. They haven't really lost a whole lot of depth. I don't know. I'm looking at their depth chart now. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Obviously, like, the damage of Karis Levert, Jared Allen, Torian Prince is a lot. But, you know, you've obviously got James Harden back. So, their roster would be Kevin Durant, James Harden, Curry, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris. That's presumably the starting lineup. Um, Landry Shabbat, Tyler Johnson, uh, TLC, uh, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, Nicholas Claxton, Reggie Perry, uh, Chris Chiosa and Dean Weedy when he's back from injury. So next season for Dean Weedy. But um, yeah, I mean, that bench, not great. Like Landry Shabbat, Tyler Johnson, uh, TLC. It's not great, but it's not terrible. And, you know, Jeff Green can give him a minute here and there. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, it's definitely not the super bench that it was before before because they've obviously just given up those guys. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you've made up more than enough production with Harden back <laughs> to sort of get by. I mean, we talked about this at the start of the season for the for the Nets. Um, would they would they go the direction of a deep bench or uh, going for that third star? And we can obviously see what they've gone for here. But I think Dinwiddie being out played a role in that. I think Kyrie also, you know, going wandering has um, also played a role in them pushing for Harden. This is a bit of an insurance play for them. Um but I think it's one hell of an insurance play. Um, oh, yeah. The, the bench does scare me a little bit, especially with their bigs. They have no backup bigs past DeAndre Jordan. Yes, they don't have yes, a, that is an they issue. Don't have a, they don't have a center or a four off the bench. What's Jeff right Green? Uh, I guess he's your four. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess. There's <laughs> sure. something there. Jeff Green is a body, yeah. But I feel yeah. like... They're, they've got. They're going to have to be active off waiver wire, and if any sort of minor deals come up, maybe they sacrifice because they've got a bunch of guards right now. They might sacrifice one of their, you know, guard rotation um, for another big, especially if they you know plan on matching up against the Lakers, you know, in yeah. the finals, which is obviously their goal. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think they've got a mid level exception, and I think they're like. A few mil under, like, the hard cap. I think they're, like, six mil under the hard cap. How? <laughs> have, that's unbelievable. They have three max guys and Joe Harris on that team. How are they still under the hard cap? Yeah, so they're very do, much do they, into the luxury tax. They yeah. can, but with that mid-level exception, they can essentially get someone for five, six mil, maybe. Um, is it their they, mid-level, or is it their... Because they got didn't they get a disabled player exception for Dinwiddie too? I'm not sure if they Which did is, get one there. I know they applied for it. I'm not sure if they got it, but that's another four mil if they did. Um, so that that's like you can you can patch the holes 
you know, with bench guys with that sort of money. Um, I don't know if it's much quality being, you know, it's not the, it's not the off season right now. It's not free agency. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some guys you can put in there. Put uh, actually, in. You were right, I believe. So yeah, they have a disabled player exception from uh, Dinwiddie of 5.7 million. And they also have uh, a taxpayer middle of exception because they're in the long term tax. Maybe they're not as close to the hard cap as I thought they were. I actually think the hard cap might be a bit higher. Uh, but yeah, they've they've essentially got $11.4 million to technically work with. Um, I mean, that's that's definitely a guy you can get there. Um, I don't know if what guys are out there, but that's that's a couple guys there with that sort of money. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a few guys you could potentially bring in. A few decent centers. But it doesn't really matter, I guess. It's like I guess so. when DeAndre Jordan's <laughs> on the bench, it's just a matter of outscoring the opponents, which I don't think they're going to struggle with. Yeah, um, offense is not the problem of this team. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, you know, they haven't looked amazing defensively recently, but I think that's just because they're not trying. Um, I think if they did try, I think they'd be fine. I mean, they've definitely got some defensive holes, but yeah, effort on that end. Is, will come in time, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add to the Nets? Um, I don't know if there's much more to be said. That's a bit of a scary, scary thing that happened today. Right. Actually, yeah. Are they are they your favorites now? Are they the favorites of the title? Um, I don't know if they're my favorites, but I think they're definitely my second favorites. Um, I, a lot of it depends on Kyrie and what happens with Kyrie. Um. I don't but think also, the it's going to happen with Kyrie. Well, when does he come back? What is he like when he comes back? Because I don't think Kyrie signed with the Nets to be the third fiddle. Because he's the he's the third best player on this team now, and I don't think he wanted that when he signed with KD. I think he wanted him and his bro there scoring buckets, winning titles. I don't know if he wanted yeah. James Harden or another third star or a second star. You know, someone better than him. Um. On his, t- on his team with him. So I wonder how that plays into his, you know, him coming back to the team anytime soon, his chemistry with Harden and KD, with the front office, with his teammates. I don't know what that's going to be like when he comes back. And that's a that's a major role in championship teams, like a major factor. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I see it working out. I think talent kind of trumps all in this case. Um, but if not, I guess Kyrie Irving is someone you could move, but I, I feel like this isn't a move the Nets would have done if they thought that Kyrie Irving would just disappear on the team. It's not worth doing that, because if you lose your all your depth and Kyrie Irving doesn't want to play, you're in a worse position. But if Kyrie Irving does want to play, you're in a better, better position. I don't think they would have made this move unless they had at least some confirmation that Kyrie Irving would play nice or some idea of training him. I guess so, yeah. But um, I don't know if they... I don't know how much time the Nets had to think over this because apparently that Sixers deal with Simmons in a first or S- Simmons and Maxi or something like that was pretty close to happening. So I wonder how much of this was a scramble move for them. But yeah, I'm assuming they have some sort of idea about how this is going to work with Kyrie going forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I, I will say I think the Nets are my title favorite now. I just think this is stupid. Uh, LeBron's run into t- I feel bad for LeBron honestly the amount of super teams he's run into um, and now he's and it's just- all because of him too it's all because of how good he is yeah I mean yeah you have to put together a super team to beat him but yeah no wild um, 
So yeah, uh, let's move on to the paces here. So the paces obviously received Karis Levert and a second round pick for Victor Oladipo. This is weirdly just like a trade I could have seen happening anyway. I mean, it's not like something I would have expected, but it just makes sense. One for one, it makes sense. Um, like outside of the context of the full deal. It's interesting. I, I I like the move for them, honestly. Yeah, I think this is a great move. Um, I don't know. Carousel Vert's sort of Oladipo-esque, right? Um, they're, like, they're, so, they're kind of the same player. I think he slots in pretty quickly with this, this Pacers team. Um, he's younger. He's on a better deal. He hasn't had major injuries or a major injury like Oladipo. I mean... yeah. Yeah, this is this is a great move. You're right. It sort of feels like it's sort of separate from the Harden move, but it's it is it's like it's the perfect just sort of oh hey while you're doing this can we just do this real quick um, with the with the Rockets? I think yeah, I think this is a great move for the Pacers. Yeah, uh, I again I don't really get it on the Rockets perspective, but yeah, this does make a lot of sense for the Pacers. Uh, I like that Carousel Vert can play more three if TJ Warren continues to struggle with injuries and things like that. Um, you know, having another guy that can slot in and play two, three. Is there any chance that Karis Levert comes off the bench, do you think? Uh, not now, I think. No, I think he starts for Oladipo. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think this just makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I don't know much about Karis Levert's defense. I think Victor Oladipo, at his best, is definitely a better defender um, than Karis Levert. But, like, yeah. offensively, again, this team has kind of improved. I mean, that's kind of, like, what this deal is. It's just offense. Yeah, pretty pretty much, <laughs> uh, except for maybe the Cavs, who we'll get to last year. But yeah, I mean, Levert's definitely a serviceable defender. He's not awful by any means. Uh, he's no. not all NBA like Oladipo was in contention for. Hey, did Oladipo get an all defense nod? One of those. Yeah, he's got a one or two, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think he's that caliber, but he's definitely a serviceable defender. And I think right now he might be a more dynamic offensive player than Oladipo uh, is currently. Um, he could, Lavert seems really comfortable handling the ball at the moment. Um, he can sort of he can just get to his spots. Um, he doesn't always shoot the most efficient, but he can pretty much get anywhere on the floor. It feels like, um, yeah, this is great for the Pacers. Another young guy, along with Brogdon. Um, you know, you know Brogdon's not exactly young, but he's he's not old either. Um, Sabonis, Turner, they've got a nice young core there for the next couple of years, all under contract. Yeah, 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 no, I, I think this is, yeah, this just makes sense for them offensively in terms of keeping that young core together and just keeping that young core going. I mean, they've essentially made this core younger. Um, they, they obviously dealt with, you know, Victor Oladipo wanting out of Indiana. I kind of forgot that that was a thing that was, you know, on the table that, oh yeah, Victor Oladipo does not want to be in Indiana. So, like, they really, really solved that problem. Probably the most effectively the most effective way they could have. Like, I don't know what better player they could have gotten for Victor Oladipo <clears throat> in terms of, like, just a one-for-one replacement or even just a return on it. Like, I don't think they would have gotten more than, like, a first-rounder or two first-rounders plus, like, a, a decent role player. So now that they've got a very good role player, potentially an all-star kind of guy, if he was in the right situation, and a second-round pick... Sounds pretty good to me. I'm, I'm guessing the second round pick won't be amazing. It'll be like a mid second rounder, but you know, whatever. It's, it's another yeah, pick. Yeah, you know, a pick's a pick. Um, yeah, 
pretty, yeah, this is probably the best package they could have gotten for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say on the paces here. I don't think this really changes where they are in the East. I think they're kind of still in like the three to six range in the East. And I don't know if this makes them anything more than like a second round kind of team. But that's what they kind of were before. But yeah, I mean, going forward, I guess it's it's more for that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's cheaper than Oladipo is now and probably will be uh, for the deal Oladipo's looking at. Yeah, he's younger. It's great. It's a great move. Yeah. Also, he's heading back to the team that technically originally drafted him. Just fun little fact. Okay, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah, the Brooklyn traded for that Pacers pick in his draft. And yeah. Wait, Brooklyn traded for that Pacers pick? Brooklyn traded for the Pacers. Oh, right, you're talking about turned in, that turned, Yeah, that turned into Levert. Right, sorry, I thought you were saying that Oladipo was heading to Houston. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Right, okay. Um, that makes more sense. Uh, anything else you want to add to the Pacers before we move to the Cavs? No, let's get to the Cavs. This is low-key good deal. I like this deal for the Cavs a lot, actually. So they're obviously getting Jared Allen and Torian Prince. They're giving up a first-round pick. And uh, Dante Exum, was it? Or... Yep. Yeah. That's great. That's honestly just fantastic for them. Like, they're getting two guys who individually would probably be worth a first-rounder. And they're only giving up one pick for the both of them. Obviously, this whole... Th- the, the reason they're involved here is to obviously eat up the salary. Because I don't think the Rockets would have been able to eat all, all that salary up. And, you know, obviously the Nets had to send... Uh, a fair bit of salary out, so they didn't, you know, hit hard cap or whatever. Uh, I'm not exactly yeah. sure why, but um, yeah, like this provides the Cavs who have looked decent this season with more depth. I mean, I'm questioning what they do with Andre Drummond now. Yeah, did he? What ended up happening with Drummond? I actually forget. He didn't sign a deal, did he? He just took his last year of his deal. I believe so. Took the player option. So, I mean, now I'd imagine he's on the market. Uh, or at the very least, uh, JaVale McGee is made redundant. <laughs> um, oh, JaVale McGee is definitely made redundant right now, but I don't know. I can't... Yeah. Who starts out of Jared Allen under Drummond? It would be under Drummond. Surely, it would but... be. You're, you're paying him the money. You don't bring him off the bench. Plus, he's been pretty decent for them so far. Yeah, 18 um, and 15 so far this season. Yeah, I mean... That's probably more production than Allen would give you anyway. Drummond's, yeah, Drummond's still a better player than Jared Allen. It's just sort of Jared's younger and you'd sort of want to give him the chance to prove himself as... Because he's been coming off the bench for so long now but he, and he's shown flashes, you know, that entire time of a pretty, you know, modern big. Um, but yeah, I mean, picking up two productive bench guys um, for a first-round pick that wasn't even yours... And Dante Exum, who unfortunately has bounced around due to injury his whole career. Um, yeah, this is this is an A-plus move for the Cavs. Just to pretty much just luck into picking up these two guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you have open salary. Eventually, something might come your way. And exactly. Yeah, you really can't complain about this. Uh what do you what do you think the return could be for Andre Drummond? Like in my head, I think Andre Drummond has pretty much already been traded um, somewhere. What do, you, where, what do you think is the return, and where do you think would want him? Um, the return probably a first round pick and a maybe a couple of decent guys that make up salary. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like 
I don't know in terms of teams. Um, I guess well, maybe... my might go to Milwaukee. It doesn't make any sense, but my mind goes it to doesn't Milwaukee. make any sense. <laughs> no, like no, um, but <laughs> the Mavs come to mind, but I don't know if they want to. I don't know if they want a big like that. Um, I think they want more of their agile Dwight Powell big that they've got at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sort of. I'm not sure where he ends up, but I think he is definitely catapulted up to the top of the trade market right now. Yeah, I mean, oh, maybe he's still behind Bradley Beal, but yeah, I, I, I do think Drummond is weirdly now one of the biggest names out there. Yeah, I, I think he's worth probably a first round pick. I, don't, I really can't tell you which teams need a player like Andre Drummond just to grab boards for them. I don't know who's like particularly struggling struggling with rebounds this season and who would be willing to give up a fair bit of spacing. But I don't know. There's a there's a deal out there. There's a deal out there for most guys in the league. Um definitely in some way, shape or form. And Andre Drummond is good enough. Like like I, I think this might be his best season of his career, weirdly. Um at least in terms of pure numbers. Do the Raptors go for with Drummond? That's a good one. I like that, actually. They are, they're struggling with big play at the moment. Um, that could be a look. I'm not sure what they give up uh, for that. Maybe, I don't know. You don't want to give up any sort of, you know, Siakam, Ananobi, Fred Van Fleet for him. But Is, is, is this Larry? No. No. Larry would, just, no. Larry would not accept a trade <laughs> to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, yeah. It's sort of tough to see a partner right at this moment, but um, I'm yeah, I'm sure there's definitely teams interested in a guy who's been putting up pretty decent numbers, like we said, um, so far. Yeah. Is also I think on that Bradley Beal thing, are there actual rumors or do people just want him out? Like, are people just trying to help <laughs> people Bradley Beal out? out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's actual rumors about him getting traded. He seems pretty committed, and it's like we're ten games into the season. Um, I think there's, yeah, I don't know if he's actually in trade rumors right now. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he actually is, but he's kind of always in trade rumors. So you know, he's he's one of those guys that's like always on the trade market to me, at least. That and is, since that is the true. Wizards have been bad this season, I wouldn't be surprised if he got moved. Yeah, but then they're sort of just the Wizards are stuck with that Russ contract. I don't know if they want to do that to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, right. One one other thing that I saw just on Twitter. I mean. It, I, I kind of already figured it, but we've seen every variation of the um, KD, Russ, um, Harden situation in terms of all three of them being together. They've all played together like in pairs of twos and they've all been by themselves. The only one that's technically won by themselves is Kevin Durant, but I don't know. I wouldn't say that was winning by himself with the Warriors, but yeah. So we've nah. seen every variation of that big three um, now. Yeah, that is, is that is fun. We'll, I think this is definitely... You know the more favorable of all those duos, but um, obviously they got a bit more help there with Kyrie. But um, yeah, it is interesting how they've all sort of circled back around to each other diff- at different times of their career. Just trade Kyrie for us. Just do it. Kyrie for us. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Give it a go. Give it a go. They made the finals once. They can do it again. They're all better. Yeah. They're all grown up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sure, that'll definitely happen. Yeah. Um. Nah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, be- so before we wrap things up, let's let's give each team a grade because I think we forgot to do that as we were going. All right. What is your grade for the Rockets? 
Uh, A minus, you know, eight first round picks is nothing to, you know, turn your nose up at. So, and obviously, I I only dropped it down a bit because I think I'd rather have Levert than Oladipo, but I think there exists a world where it still works out better having Oladipo anyway. So, I'm going to say a B plus. And the reason I'm, uh, same reason as you, but I'm dropping it down one further because it's not eight first round picks. It is four first round picks and four pick swaps, which probably won't happen. Um, you know, True. If if it was actually eight first round picks, this is an A triple plus move. Like that's one of the best moves ever, but it's not eight first round picks, and I don't think it will be. They might get what they might take one or two of the picks pops, maybe, and even then, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, I can't see five to seven years in the future. But I can tell you that they're probably not going to be getting the pick swaps over the next three years or two years. Um, yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, Brooklyn. Uh, another A minus. Um, I mean, they gave up a lot. Is all maybe more than they need to? You know, when we looked at, you know, at the start of the season when all the Brooklyn rumors were going around, we lo- sort of looked at like Levert, Dinwiddie, and like maybe three first round picks, not four. Uh, sorry, not three completely unprotected and four pick swaps. Yeah, um, that's sort of unprecedented level of trade compensation. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, getting hardened, that's kind of worth it with this team. So, yeah, A-. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think, I think A-. minus. I think, yeah, had they managed to keep one or two, one more pick, basically, or... Yeah, I mean, I don't like the... I don't like that they've given up all three of Caris Levert, Jared Allen, Torrey Prince, but I guess that kind of had to happen. But it's an A, because they didn't have to give up Kyrie Irving, which is very, very important. Um... Now, for the Pacers, what do you think? A plus. I mean, just to swoop in and swap an injured aging star for a young, under contract, healthy potential star and get, you know, a little bit of draft compensation, a second round pick. Not bad at all. A plus. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A just because, like, it doesn't blow my mind. Um, and there is there is a world where Karis Levert is not a great fit. So, like, A, maybe pending an A plus. Yeah. Um. And finally, the Cavs. A plus. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I mean, what did they give up? They yeah, gave up a first round pick. They gave up a Bucks first round pick, no less. So like the twenty eighth yeah. pick. Um, Probably. It's gonna be yeah. pretty. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nothing. So yeah, and you're not gonna find a Torian Prince or a Jared Allen at that pick. And they gave up on Exum. You know, he's injured. He unfortunately hasn't shown a lot while he's there anyway. So yeah. Yeah, A A plus, A plus for the Cavs. So overall, a pretty good deal for everyone involved. No one really got screwed over. No one, uh, we're not talking about like, damn, this guy got, you know, they got fleeced or whatever. I think every team just got what they wanted um, in a weird way. I mean, I don't know if the Rockets wanted to trade James Harden, but at least James Harden got what he wanted. And and that's somehow more important. (laughs) He definitely made it known that he wasn't sticking around for much longer, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess that shows the power that players have in the league. Um, let's hope Giannis doesn't beg for a trade anytime soon, because as we've seen, begging works and complaining yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Giannis is that type of guy, but if he ever does become it, he's definitely, yeah. Players can get themselves out of any sort of situation now, no matter how, no matter what sort of contract they're in. Um, you know, which for some I know isn't isn't great. Uh, f- they don't think it's great for the league that players could just sort of demand their way out of any situation, even though they've taken the money. Um, but 
it makes for an interesting, <laughs> a very interesting league, entertaining league. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap things up? Um, I'm glad the Sixers didn't make the move uh, with Ben yeah. Simmons. I, I, you know, they've been pretty good to start the season, and I just want to see that team uh, just grow together with Doc and hopefully turn in, into contenders. And apparently Ben Simmons is pretty happy that he's not getting moved either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Sixers have just looked great this season. Obviously, they've struggled with COVID and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, they're kind of top one of the top teams of the league, as as you were predicting. Joel Embiid is looking like he could be an MVP. Yeah, I don't think you you don't break you don't you don't fix it if it's not broken. And right now, it is not broken. Um, Definitely. So yeah, uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review if you can. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers or on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about this trade. Uh, tell us your grades for it. Email it to us, comment, anywhere. Other than that, thank you for listening.